Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Dave. Hello. And John. Hello. Guys, how's it going? Yeah, not bad. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. When do you stop saying that to people? When you stop seeing new people. <laughs> have, have we not seen each other since the new... Well, no, we you. haven't. I've, I've seen, seen you since the New Year. Well, I haven't seen you guys since I got back from Scotland. That's true. Um, and we were supposed to record last week, um, straight after the New Year's, but I, I won't Well, it. let's be fair. All of you forgot, except me, who put it in the group chat that morning and went, so, how are we doing for the recording? And you guys went, uh, what? Digital equivalent, this of, week? <laughs> digital equivalent of the crickets. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. it was great because it gave me an excuse to go to the uh, Giants-Dundee game uh, instead, which was great. Otherwise, it would have been a, probably a very dodgy connection from uh, Dundee Ice Arena on Skype. I'm sure that would have sounded fine. It wouldn't have because I'd barely had enough signal to tweet while I was there. Um... Guys, before we get stuck into this week's episode, um, I do want to start on a on a, a sad note, I suppose. Um, but I wanted to make sure we talked about it and mentioned it, um, just in our show, um, before we moved on. Um, for anybody who isn't aware, um, this past week, if you're from Belfast, you're probably more aware than those who aren't in Belfast. But this past week, uh, uh, Belfast's um, one of the biggest voices in Belfast, um, was known to everyone, pretty much from his uh, radio shows on Cool FM on. Well, City Beat, Thank You Radio, um, on his breakfast show, and then moving to BBC Ulster. Um, Stephen Clements um, sadly passed away at the age of 47, uh, leaving his wife and two kids. Um, the presenter himself was well known to the Giants fan base um, as he was a an advocate for the Belfast Giants for a number of years. Supported the Belfast Giants um, not only on game nights and was the voice uh, for the Belfast Giants game nights for a number of years, but also supported them in a number of charity um, drives and stuff that they did over the years. Um, he has pa- he, he passed away suddenly and I, I think it's 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 right to say that um a lot of people here in northern ireland um including myself in some ways was quite shocked and i know you guys as well we, we chat about this in our on our group um you know we were quite shocked about you know how sudden it was um but we just wanted to pay our tributes um in this episode to stephen clements um and just say uh, we're really sorry to um hear his lo- um of the, the loss of stephen clements to his family and his friends and we hope that uh you, over time you can start to rebuild your lives I suppose um, with the loss of such a big figure in your life Absolutely. okay um, on that note uh, we will get stuck into our regular episode um, and always as as always we'll start off with looking at the league standings across both the elite league here in the UK and across the water both in the NHL well not both just in the NHL we don't do anywhere else yeah. um, it's been a while um, so we'll start off here in the elite league taking a look at the current standings uh, sitting in first place uh, with 47 points from 34 games played this is Sheffield Steelers followed by Cardiff Devils in second with 42 points from 30 games played Belfast Giants sit in third with 40 points from 32 games and Nottingham Panthers sit in fourth with also with 40 points from 32 games played in fifth is Guildford Flames with 33 points from 30 games played Coventry are sitting in sixth with 33 points from 32 games Glasgow in seventh with 29 points from 31 games played and Manchester Storm in eighth place there with 26 points from 32 games played Fife Flyers and Dundee holding up the league then ninth and tenth place Fife with 25 points from 32 games and Dundee with 24 points from 33 games played 
we are over the Christmas period. We're over that busy period for a lot of the teams uh, where they play a number of games in succession quite quickly over, over a short period of time. Um, we're in the, the historically cheesy, as it might sound, business end of the season where we come towards... Um, you know we've got what two and a half months roughly left of our season now sitting on this what are we on the 10th or something of are we sitting on 10th or later than that 9th yeah so we're sitting pretty much we've got about two and a half months left roughly of the league um before we even look at playoffs um and it's quite tight there at the top um with the well i say quite tight but sheffield looked like they're they're leading ahead there but again still with a number of games in hand especially over cardiff devils um guys what's your thoughts uh john start with you um, to be honest, I think the top of the table is going to be tough to read for the next maybe month or so. I think come February, we might be able to start drawing some conclusions about who might finish top. It's all very close. Uh, teams have all got games in hand over each other. Um, Sheffield certainly have had a bit of a run, but I think more interesting is the bottom of the table. Um, Manchester finally getting themselves into that uh, playoff spot. Um, Fife in freefall which I did not see coming at the start of the season, but they have really had a, a tough run of it recently and now sitting outside of the playoff spots. And I know that there's a lot of fans not happy about what's going on in Fife. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of stuff again on social media. So you obviously have to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt and stuff. You can't always take that as you know gospel truth. But there's been a lot of uh, a lot of chat and a lot of um, Fife fans that um, that I've just seen kind of on, on especially on Twitter, um, just mentioning things about how the, the gate as well has just fallen away and how there's less fans coming through the gate and through the doors and stuff. I think Fife have always struggled with um, their media presence in this day and age of social media it's incredible to me that they don't really push that team more than they do we know that over the summer they're almost completely silent Uh, they only seem to wake up on social media or any kind of media come the start of August really uh, to get their fans back in and try and drive season ticket sales but we know from other teams the big teams they are driving season ticket sales all the way through the summer, yeah, and they probably and a lot of them start now. Eh? Yeah, it, it starts in February, March time yeah. to to drive those season ticket yeah. sales. Um, Fife have been very guilty of not engaging very well with uh, the locals. They, I don't know if it's a a bit of a culture there that they think because they're the oldest team in the country, because they've got so much history, because they're a staple part of um, life in Kirkcaldy, they think it's a given that they should get the gate, that they should have people coming in. That's just not the reality, I'm afraid, and they're going to have to realise that very, very quickly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's such a shame seeing Fife down there. I always, it's it, sorry, it's not even just the Fife's down there. It's that you know, two thirds of your Scottish teams, mm-hmm. you know, and we, I tell you what, Dundee Stars fans, um, they are very quick to buy tickets. Um, even that game I went to just um, was it the second or third of January, uh, the Giants game there. That place was pretty full. Mm. Um, they are not struggling to sell tickets. Now, they're not selling out. I think they can hold 2,500 maybe uh, in the DIA. But Fife are really struggling. Um, now, they're not at Edinburgh Capitals level yet, but it wouldn't take a big jump for them to get there, which is the the big big problem. It's a massive like it's a it's a, it's a massive contrast when you think of Fife this year sitting in ninth. When you think around this time last year, they were sitting up there in the first top five spots. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you we we've talked about this like previous seasons where Fife Flyers were always looking like they were competing quite a lot, especially in the first start of the seasons and stuff. In the last seasons, in the first half of the seasons, and this year they're sitting where they are and. 
you know, and that's surprising. Being honest as well, it's one of the best places to go and watch hockey. Yeah. I know that we, we sat here over the last couple of seasons and we've taken the mick out of the uh, plexi fixing and all the rest of it that's gone on there. But realistically, not having the huge plexi, having the seats that sit above the plexi, it adds something to the game night experience. There is and a I, atmosphere as well. Like yeah, it's a brilliant atmosphere. And I knew I grew up watching hockey there, but like, and that will color me a little bit, but you guys have been there. Mm. I've never experienced it until you went with me. We were like, told it was meant to be terrifying and they're also all lovely Yeah, people. we were told, oh, it's going to be the it's gonna be the toughest place you go into. People are, you know, they'll give you a hard time. To be fair, didn't get we, that at all. <laughs> we don't spit at other I, people as I, much as we used to. I walked in the kilt and they didn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's because you were in a kilt, that's why you had softened a bit. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, that was back in the days where they still had glass uh, pints in the bar and you had yes, to down yeah. two pints before you were allowed back to your seats. Remember that night? Oh, wow. Since, that was a since tough they've one. allowed you back up with uh, the plastic cups up to uh, the seats. But honestly, as an environmentalist I'd be quite happy to go back to the sinking two pints with my glass tumbler in the bar again um, guys obviously as I say we, we'll be coming in towards the second half of this season um, and or we're coming in the second half not even the second half of the season we're probably coming to the last, the last few months of the season um, and we're obviously going to be gearing up towards looking at things like playoffs and stuff coming up which we are officially now going to this year are we announcing well we're officially really announcing but we can say we're going we're to we're officially announcing uh, and the biggest thing is all of door 14 yeah, for yeah be at the first 2020 playoffs time. yeah well it'll be the first time ever Since that we've all been there as door 14 yeah yeah it is actually would be the first time yeah so, so yeah so anyone who um listens to us from any of the other teams that's not yeah. in belfast that doesn't see us all the time um it'd be great like come up to us chat to us um even Tell if there's only about three of you that are there <laughs> um go on our instagram there are photos of us there somewhere um so if you do see us uh come and chat to us it also won't be hard to spot us because i'm sure at least one or two of us will be wearing our uh door 14 jerseys with our yep. names on it and stuff so um yeah so you can you can look out for that anyway um guys we'll look across if we're happy enough we'll move over to the nhl and look at the standings in the nhl before we move into period one mm-hmm. uh so taking a look at the nhl across the pond uh we'll start in the eastern side of the country and the metropolitan division um starting there washington capitals sit in first place with sorry third yeah, yeah 65 <laughs> points i couldn't find it there i was like what? i'm looking at it completely but i couldn't see it 65 points from 45 games played followed by the new york islanders in second place with 57 points from 42 games played and pittsburgh in third with 57 points from 43 games played <laughs> wow. sorry mark that's a, that's a yeah, yeah. Uh, in the atlantic division then boston sitting in first place still with 61 points from 44 games played. Tampa has bounced back after a really bad start to the season uh, and are now sitting in second place with 54 points from 42 games played. And Toronto are back up into third place after a little bit of a, you know, a little bump in the road. Under Kiefer's leadership. Under Kiefer's leadership, they've jumped back into third place with uh, 54 points from 45 games played. A lot of games few guys there were a lot of games in hand over so. there is a few yeah Carolina Hurt. have you forgotten the format he runs through the table and then we talk about it <laughs> just didn't let him go get away with that myself. honestly we do three week gap between podcasts and everyone forgets how to podcast podcast etiquette because out the window man it's fine I'll forgive it this time uh, in the wild card spots then here are Carolina uh, Hurricanes with uh, in first place uh, first card, wild card spot 52 points from 43 games played and Philadelphia in the second wild card spot with 52 points from 44 games played even you forgot there every time you mention Carolina you're supposed to wait for a second and let me say bunch of jerks sorry <sighs> Seriously. I forgot that was a thing 
Um, in the western side of the country, in the central division, uh, St. Louis are sitting top with 61 points from 44 games played. Dallas are in second with 54 points from 43 games played. And Colorado in third, 54 points from 44 games. Pacific division then, Arizona sit top with 54 points from 45 games played. Vegas in second, 54 points from 46 games played. And Edmonton in 51 from 45 games played. Wild card spots held by Winnipeg and Calgary. So, uh now that you want, since you already started a conversation, <laughs> would you like to discuss more about the NHL? Um, guys, your thoughts anyway on uh, in the NHL at the moment, as I meant, as I was briefly talking there and then you mentioned as well. Need to keep scrolling for uh, the press there. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Toronto uh, have bounced back, which is great to see. Um, I've mentioned before, you know, we kind of were always in around that second, third place spot, but it's great that they've bounced back into third place. But as you're right, you're right, Dave, as you mentioned, yeah. um, Carolina and, 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 and Philly and stuff and a couple of others are close on the mark there with um, a couple of games in hand over the over over toronto but hopefully fingers crossed we'll continue our run is um, there not a, a good stat came out of toronto their first 15 games under Kiefer, he's the most winningest leafs which, coach yeah. in uh history yeah. over the first 15 and they've moved to a plus differential because they were sitting on a minus differential for so okay. long a lot of chat. plus 17 differential a lot of chat that if Kiefer can keep this going and they make playoffs he is in the running for coach of the year Oh, very cool. Interesting. Um, that would be pretty amazing, actually, yeah. for him in his first year of, well, not even his first full year. It would be a So what we need year. now is Adam to go on an absolute blitz run in the Elite League and the two of them get coach of the year <laughs> in their respective leagues. Um, not screw looking, your face up like that. I'm not screwing my face up. I'm just, you know. You're the one wearing the Belfast Giants. Who do you right now? I always you're wear Belfast to, Giants. You're not allowed things. to screw your face up when we talk about that. Um, <laughs> we will get talking about maybe that later. Um Let's look at your guys. I mean, you've already made a joke there, Dave, with yes. uh, Nashville. You know, user. Know, it's uh, just Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota Wild, Nashville Predators. Just saying. <laughs> the difference being is that at least the Wild, that's where the Wild's been all season. Nashville <laughs> Nashville has imploded. Um, we will talk about Nashville more yeah, in period two because there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's been a big changes there in Nashville. Um, and I've got a couple of bits and pieces out, um, that I was reading as well that um, I've took. It was quite interesting to see some some comments that were made, but we'll talk about that. Mm. I won't get stuck in that just yet because um, it's can't quite juicy. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I know you can't wait, but it's going to be interesting to, to talk about. Um, guys, any other teams, anything else that are standing out for you that's quite surprising? Kings, lol. We need to we need to give a big uh, round of applause to Philadelphia sitting in the wildcard still. I know, Philadelphia's still sitting there, which is yeah. amazing. Maybe yeah. we end up with two people in the uh, playoffs this year. Not much else really has, che- nothing else really has, I've got to say, nothing else really has really changed. I mean, Metropolitan Division is still sitting exactly the way it was after our last recording. Western Division is still, or Central Division is still sitting pretty much exactly the same. And Arizona, Edmonton and Vegas are still sitting in the Pacific Division. Not real much change. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm just still just as surprised with Arizona and Edmonton still holding their, their own. Um, so, you know, not much else apart from that. Um, Nothing else? Happy enough? Nope, not for me. Let's move on to period one of hockey. Okay, period one of hockey is a roundup of uh, local coverage, local stories um, that are making the headlines or at least uh, coming to our attention. Um, John's put all three stories into this period, although one is stolen. Um, I'm just putting it out there now because I had sent this in our WhatsApp group and then you put it in the running order. I read yourself. it first. I read it first. Well, then why didn't you mention anything? And it wasn't in the running order the other day when I was putting stuff in the running order. And don't say it was because it wasn't because I seen it. Well, you didn't put it in, so I did. Jeez, guys, guys. <laughs> did you forget um, how to prepare a podcast too? I did. 
Um, Sorry, that was really salty. It was really salty. Nearly um, as good as you do know who I am. Topic, give me a little jazz. I didn't say that. I said something like that, but I didn't say that. <laughs> no, nobody knows who you are. Um, so, John, you have three stories to choose from. Would you like to start with your first one? Yeah, uh, this was one that unfortunately went viral um, for the wrong reasons. I say the wrong reasons for a funny reason, but it's a bit unfortunate that this is what made national press. Uh, This was the story in the NIHL that referee Richard Belfit was getting ready to referee a game between the Peterborough Phantoms and the Telford Tigers and then realised that he forgot his trousers. So, face-off had to be delayed 15 minutes while he ran home, picked up his trousers, and uh, got changed as soon as he got back. It's lighthearted. It's lighthearted. Where's my trousers? <laughs> Where's my trousers? It's like that dream where you wake up, like, giving a presentation, naked, he skates out, nothing but a pair of tighty whities and goes, I've forgotten something! I don't know what it is! Um... It's just, it's on the lighter side of the news, but a couple of people have made a, a pretty decent point on social media that it's a little bit unfortunate that mainstream media, this made the BBC, uh, and this is where the story that we're, we're reading it from comes from. We don't get any of the news about great goals, um, big about hits. big games, yeah. big hits. What makes the BBC Sport front page for ice hockey is a referee for getting his trousers. Like, they say that. Um, no publicity is uh, bad publicity, but this is the nope. wrong kind of publicity, yeah. Um, yeah. I think. And it's a little bit unfortunate. Well, to be fair, it didn't come out of the Elite League, thank God. Um, it's come out of the NIHL, but they are second tier. and it uh, kind just, of, The Elite League had just made them play with it. Well, that's true, yeah. Imagine Hogarth <laughs> going around with bare knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it's funny, though, because I was reading the thing here about um, the Phantoms were actually had received a warning. Um, because they, yeah. they were late for uh, for warm-up um, and they were still out on the ice and they were threatened with a penalty if they didn't get off the ice in time <laughs> from the officials and then the officials are like, oh wait, just stay there. Chargers. Just stay there on ice. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that one. It was uh, a little bit on the, the lighter side, but yeah, a bit unfortunate that that's uh, what makes the national press, but there you go. They, they like a, a funny or a bad news story rather than a good news story. Um, the next one then... Um, this is a bit of a tough one, this one. Um, everyone who knows anything about British ice hockey knows that air is central, not just to Scottish ice hockey, but to British ice hockey and youth development. And this is the sad news that the Air Bruins um, look like, and they're the, a youth development team, uh, are looking at risk of having to uh, stop. This is because um, the cost associated with um, renting the ice in air from the curling uh, group who own the, the rink there um, are going up. Um, to be fair, as we, you read through the piece uh, that's made it on to uh, BritishIceHockey.co.uk, it's um, the curlers and the curling association can't be held accountable for this. Um, this is down to a lack of development coming from local government into the building um, from Places like Sport, uh, Scotland, um, and even uh, other funding sources. Um, the the air rink has been synonymous with development of hockey talent from across the UK for generations. Um, now, don't get me I say generations. It's not thousands of years old. Uh, although looking at it, you would think it was. Mm. Um, but it's it's brought people all the way from midget 
right up into the Elite League and includes um, the referees as well. So a lot of the Scottish referees, like Toby Craig, were on social media commenting about this, um, saying this is awful if this is going to actually shut down the Air Bruins. Um, now, lots of other teams have played out there. The Air Bruins are just the latest uh, incarnation of the, the youth development there. Um, it was the home of the Air Scottish Eagles for a long time, in the days before the Brayhead slash Glasgow clan, um, who then poached all of their fans. Um, but, yeah, bad or bad and sad news. But thankfully, um, a petition has been set up on social media since um, and I'm led to believe it now has close to two and a half thousand signatures, um, about or possibly more at this point, um, where they are looking to sort of raise a little bit of awareness um, and kind of pressure on different funding revenues uh, to try and get people in. They have some brilliant, do some brilliant work with kids there. Um, things like um, having all the kit there for kids to go and learn to skate and learn to play hockey, um, all at as reasonable a cost as they can. Um, everyone knows who has even looked on eBay for second-hand uh, hockey equipment. And we've talked about this even in yeah. North America. This has been a problem. Yeah. Equipment is expensive. In fact, I'll tell you what, guys. Yesterday, I was in Decathlon, of all places, and they actually have a lot of hockey gear now. Yeah, they've had, they've had loads for now for the last two or three years. And even looking at some of the... They have a lot of bar stuff in there, which is hugely expensive. But even the sort of, you want to call it the decathlon brand stuff, still quite expensive. Set of gloves are still about 35 quid. Um, Interestingly, one of the weirdest things, totally aside from this, they had uh, goalie sticks, but no goalie pads. It's a bit random. Yeah, a bit weird. I didn't didn't know they they didn't have sticks last time I was in. Yeah, loads of sticks in there now. so yeah, if you're looking for a totally not sponsored by Decathlon, but if you <laughs> but if Decathlon want to sponsor us, please contact us. Amazing. <laughs> um, I went skating for the first time ever in uh, the that race. So I did uh, when I was like about nine, um, and it was I want to say it was falling down around it then, um, but it was a nice rink for for what it was. Um, I don't know why I'd never been to McDonald's before. Um, but yeah. your first ice skating was there. Yeah, oh. I was on holiday uh, for some reason uh, in there. In sunny air. Sunny air. Sunny yeah. air. Wow. Went to Mabel one year, which is even see, better. I, <laughs> see, you make fun. But I used to go. We used to go to our like as kids. Like you our Butlins, family, Butlins and our our family went to Butlins and our for at least seven years, like six or seven years running. Yeah, we did there all the time. <laughs> Did your families not love you? <laughs> it's fun. Okay, yeah, it was an upgrade from Port Rush. Tell you that. No, it's not. <laughs> the port rush is this. It's really not. <laughs> At least you had to get on a boat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can get you on a boat and take you to uh, Port Rush if you want. <laughs> you won't enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. That's uh, that one. The the last story that I've got here then is one. This one caused quite a lot of discussion around um, the Elite League uh, this week. And yes, Marty, you give me a funny look there. This is the one that you brought to our attention, but I'm still saying I read it first. I just didn't put it in the wrong order, but here we go. Um, The Elite League moved this week to clarify a rule regarding the use of technology in the Elite League. This is Rule 26, Team Officials and Technology. Now, I'm going to read the first bit of the clarification here. Um, They... They, well, sorry, I'm not going to read it verbatim because it's really boring. Um, essentially, what they're saying is that the rules around the use of technology um, were changed at the start of last season to allow for the use of technology on the benches. 
Um, but certain stipulations were put on this that make the point that you're not allowed to pressure a referee to change a decision on the ice based on this technology. Um, such um, pressurising would be deemed a breach of Rule 116, abuse of the officials, and should then also lead to a fine, uh, as well as a bench minor. Um, this came as a result of a situation in Sheffield, where, if you don't know already, the Sheffield Steelers have um, are one of the first teams to bring in uh, bench tablets, uh, and apparently phones. Um now, they have a lot of camera angles and different uh, things that are available to the coaching staff on the bench to make coaching decisions on the fly during a game. Uh, it also seems to include uh, camera angles, which may include their live stream angles, which aren't available to referees to make any decisions on allowed or disallowed goals, which, as we all know, is supposed to happen at all 10 elite league venues and should be what's called goal line technology. So the camera's looking straight down directly across the, the goal line. Yep. Sheffield had a goal disallowed and they tried to argue and their coach, Aaron Fox, tried to argue with the on-ice officials by trying to show them video from their coaching technology on the bench. Um, this is clearly a breach of the rules. However, I'm led to believe that there was no ramification on the game night. No call was made on the ice against the officials. There was no abusive officials uh, rule made and... We know fine rightly that there's been nothing through DOPS because um, DOPS have been seemingly asleep since November. Um, so there's been no fine given to the Sheffield Steelers either. So this has all come round and again it brings me back to the point of yet again the Elite League have clarified a rule which has been brought about because of the Sheffield Steelers. Think back to ineligible players on game sheets and... Yet again, there seems to be no ramification for the chairman's team. I would have expected something to come out of this one. Um, because, yeah, I mean, as you've mentioned there, it's clearly a breach. And it's clearly something, you know, if it was anybody else arguing. I mean, he argued and he had his own technology. He was looking at whatever it was. And he was trying to claim that, you know, this didn't happen or whatever it was. You know, it's not, it shouldn't have been called or whatever. But, I mean... If that was any, if it was any other coach who was getting involved, they would at least get a, like a, a, a coaching you know, penalty or, you know, a coaching, you know, bench, well, the coach a bench be penalty. There'd be something, but nothing, nothing. And nothing you're on the that. ice, nothing, um, nothing after the game, nothing from DOPS, nothing from... Now, this statement comes directly from the head of hockey operations, Mike Hicks, of the Elite League. Through all this, though, we see no act uh, against the Sheffield Steelers or the coaches, and bec they are clearly in breach of an existing rule. So why is there no ramification yeah. against the Steelers? And this is my my point again, is that we continually see this. And I'm not saying it, it's just Sheffield, but it stinks when it is Sheffield. And yeah. I hate to it's go a, back yeah. into this. But it it's feels bad because when it's Sheffield, like, it just yeah. looks unprofessional. It could be any other team, we'd all be pretty annoyed. If it was the Giants, you'd be like, well, fair enough. But, <laughs> but it's that sort of um, you know visible link. Yeah, and it's go, because we don't have an independent chairman, and that's why it stinks so much. Yeah, and it, it, the, the, I was I've quickly had a look, and I thought maybe it was an elite league only rule, but it is uh, an ice hockey UK. It's uh, IHUK and it's double IHF, so yep. it's uh, that's a proper international uh, used rule. So that's not even just something that the elite leagues made up. That's a proper uh, hard and fast rule. Yep. So there should be some sort of ramification. I would even just be happy with a um, 
retroactive. You know, the DOPS came out and says on the night an abusive official penalty should have been given, mm-hmm. um, even if it was just a statement of fact. They wouldn't, uh, you know, because it wasn't served, maybe uh, um, like a just a. Well, they, they don't have to put something on the, the coaching staff at that point, but the rule exists there to issue a fine. Yeah, that's what I mean. So just, why not just issue the fine? Yeah. Something's, it doesn't even need to be anything excessive. Yeah. It could be like a token. Yeah, a token to gesture say. against yeah. the Steelers, and that way the other nine teams know fine, right? Like, this, will, this is what will happen. If you do it. Yeah, on the night, you would get a proper penalty. But it seems that that after. doesn't happen to the chairman's team. One thing I want to point out about the Elite League's uh, statement, though, is one line in particular. And it's at the end of their statement. And they say, We continue to urge teams to make all angles available for the game officials, especially those that are part of online streaming. Why is the league urging the 10 teams that it is the officiating body for? Tell them yeah, you're yeah. in charge. Yeah, don't, yeah, it shouldn't be an urgent. It should be they should be telling them. There's exactly. no if you're the league body, you tell them what they can and can't do and what they should and shouldn't do. This is not a oh go on guys, would you do this because it would make the game a lot better? Yeah. Would you consider it because it yeah, might help? Would you consider? But this do is it. The, yeah, but this is when it all comes back to the sort of country club feel. They all get together at the end of the year and decide all these things over a few beers, you know. And then never tell that, any of us. I know that that's probably not the case. I'm, I'm assuming it's extremely professional in the way it's done, but the way that it comes across sometimes is that it's a, you know, all boys club. Exactly. Go in and sort it all yeah. out, you know. And yeah. it could be... Handshakes behind closed doors. That's yeah. what it seems to be, and that's what it continues to be in the Elite League. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, look, it and stinks even, and it's happened. Even but. if that was something, even on this, if that was something they added... Instead of him saying urged, it says this will be brought up in the next uh, board meeting or something. That would make it more... Sure, it doesn't matter. We never hear what happens in those board meetings anyway. <sighs> no. Sometimes we get a little bit of bits and pieces from it, but we don't get a lot. I know that most of those board meetings are probably really boring. It's probably all to do with finance. Yeah. Um, which we don't really care about. But you again... I don't know. I'd be quite interested to see how healthy the league is as far as finance. The problem with that, though, is then it's uh, whenever an unhealthy piece is published, it doesn't necessarily improve the chances of finances for that unhealthy team may not so if it's play- interesting regard well i mean that would be more interesting considering we've still got this open application for any teams that want to join the elite league next season um there's been no other word of that either no uh, we know that it's not going to be milton Keynes, um and i find it very hard to believe that any of the teams in the current nihl setup are going to want to take that step up to the elite league at the minute no i um, imagine so so i reckon next year fingers crossed we're still a 10 team league it's probably april before our next yeah. probably our next um chance to hear anything of what's going on and obviously playoffs will kind of give you a lot of rumors um but maybe one of us or all of us go along to the forum thing maybe one of us maybe one of us maybe uh, maybe the guy that's still thinking he's sort of master social man social media man yeah. Take your camera, yeah, yeah. Take your what, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, before we move on to period two, I did want to mention one more thing in period one of hockey, which isn't on our running order, but I wanted to mention it anyway. Um, the Nottingham Panthers this weekend uh, will be showcasing the Elite League Ice Hockey, the Elite Ice Hockey League in the uh, Continental Cup final. Oh, is that this? Yes, this weekend. weekend. Oh, this cool. will be the second time now since, this will be the second time in three years that the 
Panthers have played in the final of the Continental Cup, obviously winning the last time in 2017 um, to get a place in the Champions Hockey League. Uh, so this weekend they will be off to uh, Denmark is where I, I think. Yep, Denmark yeah. on Friday. They head off from Denmark Britain? on Friday. No. Round robin tournament, three days as usual, as we know from last year. Um, and we, we talked about it. Um, so we... Although we, they are an opposing team when it comes to the Elite League, um, whenever the Giants face them, uh, they are an Elite League team representing um, yeah. all the British ice hockey pretty much uh, away in, in Denmark. And as always, we w- we do wish them luck because yeah. we always like to see the Elite League. You can wish them luck if you want. No, I do. I have to no, agree we with do. Marie, like yeah. we always wish any other team luck because obviously they're representing elite league hockey, and it always anything they do that represents our yeah. hockey here in the UK. If they manage to win again, yeah. If they manage to win again, there's another. There's a, be another year we have two spaces in the and the CHL, which and is again it pushes it pushes the quality of our league up again for other people to notice, um, and not just take it as a as a as a joke, um, which some people do sometimes do. Um, they will be um, heading off as I say this weekend, um, playing uh, Friday and. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think, is the way the usual tournament works. Or is it Thursday? It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and they will be playing um, three games over the three days. Um, so we do wish them luck anyway, um, obviously, um, because they are from the UK. And that's the only reason why we wish them luck, John. I know you're hesitant and you're against it, but, you know, Meh. we're still saying it. Um, okay, I think that really takes us to the end of our period one. And we'll move swiftly on to period two of hockey. Hello and uh, welcome to the period two of hockey. This is where we'll talk about uh, every piece of international news that we can find, um, which is this period seems to be jam-packed. Um, I don't know if that's... Nah, it's lot. only like four stories. Just you talking about the Preds a lot or something? Mm. <laughs> I get the feeling it's yeah. not going to be me talking about the Preds a lot. Thanks, guys. Um, so I thought this, uh, this week, because it was so busy, somehow I managed to also find uh, this day in history. Now it's from... The 2nd of January, 1918. So it's not this day in history? No, it's not this day in history. <laughs> Apparently not. Last, last week in history. Week in, I was doing this for the week that, you know, that we were... Oh, yeah, when we were supposed to record and Marty forgot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that it's makes like, sense. It's not like I scrambled to find something and only put it in there and didn't realise it was the wrong date. Uh, <laughs> so this is um, a, a story about the uh, Montreal Arena in 1918. Burnt to the ground. Which I did not know. Obviously, mm. it's a long time ago and I wasn't alive. But uh, <laughs> the Westmount Arena, um, where the Wanderers uh, played and the Canadiens um, played in Aussie 1918, burned to the ground. Um, which, if you see the pictures of it, it, it didn't half burn to the ground. Well, I mean, 1918 buildings are completely like wooden. I mean, effectively. A- I think they just copied that building to build Murrayfield. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's actually there's some information on this in uh, the new arena. Oh, is there? Um, no, yeah. So oh, there was uh, some information. You were in Montreal, weren't you? Oh, so, you there? Yeah, 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 it was a couple of, <laughs> couple of years ago, guys. I was in Canada. Um, so, yeah, there, there is actually some uh, some information in the Bell Centre <coughs> um, cool. in Montreal now about I this. didn't actually know that. Um, and I'd, I actually noticed uh, it was on uh, Rue Saint-Catherine, um, so it's uh, a road that I've actually been down, but I had no idea there used to be uh, an ice rink there. Oh, that's pretty cool. The, um, I put it up, I've seen that there, then I put the picture, I've seen the first picture of the inside, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then you see the next picture of it burnt down, and the metal framing yeah. is all bent from the heat, which is just utterly crazy. 
Um, but there you go. That's it. That happened last week in history. <laughs> those, those sight lines must have been really shocking, though. I know. The big sight lines. Oh, there's a pillar. That was 102 years ago. Wow. Just gives you an idea <laughs> about the, the Canadians, though, doesn't it? It does. Um, so, yeah. So, that's uh, the, this day, this day uh, last week in history. So, I will fire it over to Marty. To start us off. Me? Okay. Um, let me see where, what was my story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. I can't remember what my story is. Um, yes, my story, everyone has seen this. It kind of went viral. Um, and it. And I know um, on Twitter as well, a few people have mentioned this as well on Twitter and said about we should mention it. Um, mostly, I think, was Matt Patton. Was yeah. it Matthew Patton yep. said about it. I had I mentioned this as well. Um, but this is the... Uh, this is the, the the game that happened on the, I think it was the 4th or 3rd of January, and it was last week. Um, it was the Senators um, player, um, which, well, Senators were trailing by a goal with a minute to play in regulation, and Colin White appeared to score uh, the game time goal in a really bizarre play in front of the net. Uh, White did take a shot, uh, which hit the crossbar and soared quite high up into the sky. Apparently it went um, about 60 foot in the air. It was really... Did you see the video? Yeah, it's, it's oh, up in the air up for in the so air. long. Uh, he patiently waited and as it came back down, he headbutted the puck into the net. See, this is this is the problem with American news reporting this. They keep calling it a headbutt goal. They don't call it a header. header yeah. A header. It's a header. It's a header. not a headbutt goal. Headbutt goal. A header. If he it's a headbutt it. goal, he should have broken somebody's nose in the <laughs> He headed the puck into the net. Um, the only problem is, obviously, the NHL rule 78.5 uh, basically prohibits that sort of thing. So the, the 78... Prohibits <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Down with that sort of thing. Down. Not in this time. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, um, how very Father Ted. <laughs> when the puck has been redirected, uh, batted or thrown into the net by an attacking player other than with a stick, this occurs if it is deemed to be done deliberately. Then the decision shall be no goal. A goal cannot be scored when the puck has been deliberately batted with any part of the attacking player's body into the net. That means no kicking motion, no hands, no arms, and definitely no headbutts. Right. That rule contradicts itself right in there. So when the puck has been directed, batted or thrown into the net by an attacking player other than with the stick, then it talks about the kicking motion with the skates. You can score a goal off the skate without a kicking motion. Yeah, you don't need as long as Now, you admittedly, White does properly go for this. Yeah. Like, he does header the puck. And it's a brilliant shot to do it. But that rule contradicts itself. Yeah. And every other commentator who's been talking about this online, professionals and everything say... This rule needs to change because that goal should have stood because it's a skill play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's there, we, we we done with one similar last year coming off can't remember who the netminder was that got caught up in his pads. Yep. And he well, pulled his own. Well, the player who got it, um, was it um, Paddy Dwyer? But, no, that was year. different. That's Paddy, Paddy Dwyer got his, caught his, in his shorts and then backed in. He tried to his butt and yeah. kind of like, yeah. that one and then then was goal, goalie, it was the goalie's got, pad. Yeah, got caught in his pad and then but he... wasn't that one called good? Yeah, it was called good. And so that was called he, good? Yeah, it was called good. But this one's called off? That's what I mean. It needs clarification around all those rules. I think it's awful. Generally, I think this goal should have stood. The only thing I would have argued, though, is... What did I kind of when I first watched the video? I was like, "Oh, is this being called? Why is this making such a big hit? Like, why is this big big deal?" Because I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't see the head, the headbutt, the, the header anyway. Until it was the slow mo. Until yeah. I did the slow mo. At first, I was like, "It would have been called off anyway because his stick's quite high and it looks like it was high sticking anyway." So I was like, "Why are they putting a video for a high stick? And why is this big deal?" Do you know what? This was the thing that got me. I thought the reason that they'd called it off was because his head was above the crossbar. <laughs> of course, <laughs> the crossbar is taller than it. Well, even like at that, the puck has been directed by 
high something above the crossbar and I thought if he had crouched would that have been given <laughs> if he would headed that a little bit lower at the level the, of the crossbar is brought, that okay brought it down onto his chest and then kicked it in that's kicking motion <laughs> but if it was accidental and went in would I not have been I don't know I anyway. mean how accidentally can you like swing your foot out, kick a pocket yeah, head if he just said I'd accidentally came off my head and went in I didn't but he was there was emotion I suppose but if it had it came off his head Without him, without emotion, would it have been counted? No, because that rule says specifically that it if can't premeditated. But if it was medit- premeditated, it says it says in that thing premeditated. If it was, if it was deliberately, if it wouldn't, if it wasn't deliberate, if it bounced off his head and then to me, and it, it would still deliberate. technically be high heading. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it can't be high sticking. It would be high heading. High heading. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's above the crossbar, and how do you defend against that? Yeah. Good question. Because then you're inviting, if you say that um, headers are okay, then you're inviting players to take swings at sticks at people's heads <laughs> yeah. when the puck is up in the air. Yeah, and you're having everybody taking a chance to use their head. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, okay, so I will go to to John uh, because my piece is a nice wee piece and we'll end it with that. Right, where do you want to go with this? Do we want to do the Pred stuff now, or do you want to do the All-Star jerseys? Um, you we'll do the All-Star, yeah, we'll, we'll do the All-Star jerseys, and then we'll do the Pred stuff, because right, okay. it leads on to mine. So, um, this week, the uh, first of the All-Star jerseys <laughs> have been revealed. Uh, not the jerseys that will be worn by each of the divisional teams, but the team-specific jerseys for the players representing each of their clubs when they take part in things like the skills competitions. Um the competition is obviously being played in uh, St. Louis. Um, it's uh, got a music theme. So the idea is that each of the logos has been uh, turned around into sort of one or two contrasting colours and placed on a blank uh, music sheet. That's supposed to be a music sheet? Well, that's the idea, supposedly. Um, mostly because it makes the blues one look like it's on... Or, sorry, uh, yeah, the blues makes it look like it's on a, a bar. Okay. Um, I'm not I don't do music I don't know what note that would be um, <laughs> especially I'm not entirely sure what note a saber tooth tiger's head on a music sheet is supposed to be um, C but- sharp? <laughs> no anyway sorry um, so there's black and white alternates for both teams um, we were chatting about this before the recording guys we never agree on these whatsoever no. I quite like them no. specifically I like the white ones no Pretty much, if they look gaudy, John's gonna like them. Yeah, yeah. If they look damn right, if they look quite subtle, John's gonna hate them. We're yeah. gonna like them. I don't like the fact. I don't like the bands, and I know why they've done it. But I, I don't, actually don't mind the wide logo out of them all. Like oh, of the course wide you logo don't. Part. Yeah, but every not everyone else is the the Blackhawks isn't too bad either. But like the Jets looks awful, right? And the yeah, Jets one looks terrible. There's a couple of them that do look washed out. I'll give you that. I'm not the, the biggest. Uh, do you see the Philly the, one? The Philly. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of the logos haven't taken very well to it. I mean, the, yeah, no, it's the not flyers good. one you could wear to direct traffic. The caps one is terrible. It doesn't look good the way they've done the the way they've broke up the lines around yeah. the letters. It doesn't look good. I think the only one that looks good, and a couple of the ones I think actually turn out that don't look too bad. I think the the uh, oh the Kings one looks pretty good. Looks decent. It it looks like it, 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 it like it looks like it belongs there. It doesn't yeah, look yeah. out of place. They haven't tried to change the color in any the, weird the way. The next one looks good. Bad. The next one's fine. Um, the I think the Yotes looks okay. Yeah, yeah. the Yotes logo the looks okay. The Oilers is terrible. Oilers, is, the Oilers yeah. looks washed. The Oilers if I'm, is if so I'm bad. Honest, and the Ducks one looks really bad too. If I'm honest, the Preds one. 
You can barely make it. It doesn't look good. It looks washed out. Oh, there's pretzel. Yeah, pretzel. You can't make the detail out. But it looks the logo in the pretzel. It looks better on the on the white. I know I've said the logo's washed out, but I think it it pops better off the white jersey than it does on the black. The white one's not in this piece. Uh, I've seen it separately, but um, yeah, a a couple of the logos haven't taken this treatment very well, and I'll agree. I think actually probably one of the worst ones is the Jets. I think it's terrible Um, on black and white it's awful yeah, but in no. general i do like the white jerseys uh, i prefer them to the, the black ones i think the white ones do look a bit they look nicer but yeah the the colors just look very harsh on the white ones though some of the colors look very harsh especially when you look at like the pens logo or when you look at the pens logo. The bruins it's so they're the very Preds, yeah the, the, the bruins the one the is yeah very very harsh do very i'm not going to well say the toronto one looks well but because you know blue and white, like. but it's blue and white so it works <laughs> you know, yeah so. i think it gets me is like the there's some of them like the uh, Blue Jays, um, the Blue Jackets, Jackets. they've went, they've changed their logo to black and white and it doesn't look too bad. But then there's some that have kept colour, mm. you know, like the Rangers yeah. have kept the blue and the yeah, Islanders yeah. have kept the blue. Yeah, so I, I can't figure it out. So on the white jerseys, you've got the Leafs have obviously stayed blue and white. You've got the Bolts have stayed blue and white. But then you've got the Sabres who are famously navy blue. They've gone black and white. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I, I can't understand at all either. Um so yeah it's interesting i think there's some winners there's some winners and there's some losers in this um although i probably will accept with you there's probably more losers than there are winners wow (laughs) but i do still like the white jerseys consensus Uh. (laughs) right moving swiftly on because i know that i'm gonna get uh the you might want to beep this i'm gonna get ripped out of me for this one um you were talking this up as well, weren't you? I know. Nashville Predators, things aren't going well and haven't been going well for the last month or so in Nashville. Um, everyone knows by this point what happened at the Winter Classic. Uh, two goals up and then shipped four unanswered goals in the third period. Well done, Preds. Um, it was in your, your nets? Uh, um, was it it was Pex, yeah. Oh, um, not great. I'm led to believe that actually Pex and Saros are sitting below a nine, uh, hundred save percentage between them, which is not great. Um, so a couple of days after the Winter Classic, uh, news broke on the sixth of January that uh, the Nashville presidents, uh, Nashville presidents, the Nashville Predators <laughs> president of hockey operations, David Pauly, has um, had fired coach Laviolette. Um, Kevin McCarthy, his associate, also left uh, with him. Um, there was no real announcement of any replacements. There was no chat of any uh, defensive or offensive coach stepping up um, and coming in or any of the um, pro scouts stepping up to take over. Um, but what happened a couple of days later was that John Hines, uh, the former um, New Jersey Devils coach, um, who'd lost his job not 35 days beforehand, was named as um, the, I believe, the only the third uh, coach in Predators history. Um, Hines comes in with more than 10 years of NHL and AHL head coaching experience. Um, had a bit of a tough time at the start of the season with New Jersey, um, but the more that I've read about it, he is... Uh, brilliantly defensive-minded coach. We are clearly a defensive-minded team. Oh, clearly. That were set up by Pauly this year. And I think that <laughs> Laviolette hasn't really... Couldn't find the skill within that. What really hurt the Preds this year, I think, was last season's trades. Uh, losing the likes of P.K. Subban on the blue line uh, was a, a big loss. Um, 
But on paper, the Preds are immense. Yeah. They should be doing really, really well. But they're not. So, new coach, didn't have the best of starts. Uh, they lost their first game, but admittedly he literally flew into Nashville and uh, coached a bunch of players that he hadn't even taken mm, for yeah. a practice. Um, so, I, I can't really be too sore about that result. Con- controversy, though, um, obviously when he was announced... Um, the, the press conference, I think, um, David Paul, is it David Paul? David Pauly, yeah. David Pauly. Um, some of the comments that he made during his press, his conference, his press conference, and he came out on his own and he was on his own when he came out and started. And he started off quite positive about, well, not positive, but he came out and just said, you know, it hasn't worked out. I've tried my best to work. I, I like to work as best I can with people I have around me. But unfortunately, on this occasion, I haven't been able to get what I needed and I can't, I can't rely on this any further. We've went far enough. It's been taken since playoffs. We've went far enough at this point. We need to do something. But interestingly, as the, thing came on and this is where he's come under fire is that although he brought in a new coach his comment was his exact comment was um you can change a coach because you can't change 20 players the fault is with our players and not necessarily our coaches well to be fair if you if you read through some of the stuff that's come out the team you've got the likes of um pecorini for example has been very vocal in saying it is us yeah. Um, the locker room yeah. knows it's them. They know that uh, David Pauly is backed into a corner. Um, you, you can't change an entire roster through the season. Yep. You have to wait for the summer. Um, and even at that, with uh, the deals that are in place, we're not going to see a. Yeah. We're not going to clear house at no. the end of this season. And that's what he said. I mean, and that's what he said. He, he was pretty much just like you know, I try my best. Or he, you know, love in in reference to um Lavalette, he kind of said, you know, he tried his best, but we just kind of had to at some point we have to say he couldn't do it with these players so we need someone else in with these players because it's not yeah, working I, I but genuinely it's, it's crazy because I think his exact words were um, it's not them it's our players and it's time that they make up their minds to play the way they can do you know what genuinely Peter Laviolette was the most successful Predators coach he was only the second Predators coach and already he was way more successful uh, than anyone else bearing in mind that their first coach went over to Washington and has won what two Stanley Cups since? Or is it just the one? Just the one. Just the mm. one so far. Um, but Lavi got us to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And as a Preds fan, you will we will always be thankful for what he did to that team in his five years, in his first five seasons. Um, it was incredible to see the way that the Preds turned around. If I'm completely honest, I think some of the blame has to sit with David Pauly because mm. he is the GM. He is the one who proposes the trades. He is the one... And I think genuinely he's had his first very poor trading season yeah. last se- last year. Yeah, um, like whenever you it was it was terrible. I can remember whenever the trades were coming in, and I was gutted to see Grandlin go, mm-hmm. um, and we got Fiala. No, yeah, Kevin Fiala. Fiala. Um, and I was like, oh, why would you do that? And then looking at it, and I'm going, okay, it works out well because yep. Grandlin has not performed. He's been injured for a big chunk of the season as well. Yeah, he and, has. Uh, Fiala has been. Not now, on fire, but he's producing stats. But so. that's that's the thing as well. And you look at the trades over the last couple of seasons. We obviously traded um, Weber for Subban, and then traded Subban away to the Devils. Um, and Who did you just get for that trade? That's I can't remember. Whatever it is, it hasn't worked. <laughs> um, now, bear in mind that Subban hasn't really started firing for New Jersey yet. I think he's uh, only now starting to light the lamp a little bit from the blue line, uh, just now. But. Um, I think those those big moves of the likes of Fiala and Weber and Subban, they've been some of the worst trade decisions that we've seen come out of the Predators. Um, they haven't been great. So I think, yes, some blame has to sit with David Pauly. 
Still, it'll be interesting to see how Hines gets on behind the bench. Um, he ran his first practice yesterday uh, with the team, so they, they're now aware of the systems that he's going to expect from them. Um, he is a, a young-ish coach um, coming in, so it'll be nice to see what he does with that team. No, oh, totally. Totally. That kind of segues on to my piece. I don't think there's anything else. It's only mine. Um, so that after an awful Winter Classic, the next Winter Classic has been announced. So Minnesota Wild uh, will take on a yet unnamed rival in, in Minnesota. It's going to be the Hawks. It better not be the bloody Hawks. <laughs> it's totally going to be the Hawks. Uh, in Target Fields, the Twins. Can't um, be the Hawks. But they've, they've been in four of them, haven't they? Uh, well, they played must be time for their four fifth, to thirteen. They ha- oh, and they, they beat the Wild in every game, every important game they play in. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a proper Winter Classic. At least it'll be bloody cold. <laughs> true, very true. Um, well, look- to be you, you say that, but that was uh, the Winter Classic just passed was played in Dallas. It was, um, I think, the furthest south. Uh, the Winter Classic's ever gone. I think the furthest south that an outside NHL game has ever been played. Second highest attendance for an outdoor NHL game. Of course it did. It was warm. (laughs) (laughs) It's one thing to go out with nearly 100,000 other people outdoors to watch hockey, but why not go out when you can still wear like a t-shirt under your jersey and get drunk too? Because it's not the Winter Classic then. (laughs) Winter's a season. Winter's a state of mind, mind. not a temperature. Definitely definitely a uh, fan of a very warm temperate team would be the the would say that sort of thing if you can have a warm temperature and cold beer that's all you need <laughs> so that was the the question is who do you think will be the opposition or who would you like i know that you don't really care but no i would actually this is the state of hockey um i think it's about time that the wild got this chance i think this they really i understand the whole thing about using and overusing the original six yeah. For the Winter Classic, I do understand that and I understand what the league do. But this is the state of hockey. Um, this should have happened years ago. It's an interesting one to figure out who you think deserves that versus spot. Um, I don't know... I mean, who who's your big rival? They don't really have one. Um, that's the thing. The Wilds don't really have a big rival. Not really, in the sense... Um, do you go for someone unexpected? Do yeah, that's bring, what I would do. do you bring someone like the Jets or the Oilers I would think or the Kings? I would like uh, Vegas. Hmm. I'd be good. I would like but Vegas. have they earned it? Have Vegas earned it? I, I totally understand I think the, 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 the sort of the PR level yeah. that Vegas have, but have they earned a Winter Classic? I think it would be a good myself, but... I'm going to guess. I, I don't know. I think... It's going to be more like, like, I know you joke around, but Chicago, no, Chicago was this year, didn't it? 2019 they had, 2019, yep. yeah, so probably won't be Chicago. But I'm thinking, you know what, like who else is in your division? Is Winnipeg's in your division, so maybe Winnipeg? Yeah. Or potentially, are we looking at, um, are we looking at maybe Dallas again? Dallas would, have, again? would have been a cracking choice, and then they could have done... Dallas aren't going to get two in a row, though. No, no chance. Because then they could I have done wonder, two North, North Stars-themed jerseys, it would have been fantastic. I would wonder, will they go back to original six? Mm. Um, we've had one year without it um, I wonder because of the way that they look at it do you go Habs that'd be good yeah new blood no blood sort of thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder do, do you go with them in that respect um, it'd be interesting I, I genuinely I probably would look more forward to watching I didn't actually watch the, this oh, year's not- Winter Classic Live even though the Preds were playing um, 
mostly I was recovering from a really bad Hogmanay hangover um, <laughs> At least and, you're couldn't, honest. and couldn't face it I was watching it on Twitter and thought at 2-0 I thought oh my god why am I not watching this and then Dallas started scoring goals and I went oh that's why I'm not watching this <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah Minnesota playing uh, state of hockey and hopefully fingers crossed two teams I don't really care and I don't really care about the result yeah, yeah that, I'll, I'll be all for that and it's a relatively new uh, baseball field as well um Target fields. Does uh, anyone know the capacity target field? I don't have it off the top of my head. It's probably, right. it's probably talk, talk for me while uh, I look this up. Um, yeah, it'd be. I think you're right. It's probably going to be. They might go with somebody who's a bit more of an NHL staple name, likes of um, how often or... they, they do tend. Do they tend to use um, a, a original six kind of team mostly, or what do you think? No, I suppose they don't really. No, they don't really. It seems to be just sort of luck of the draw. They, they try and pick teams that are close by. This will also be the seventh baseball. Um, stadium, uh, stadium that they've used for the Winter Classic Very just good. so you know how you go there's Seven. a bit of them anyway any chance of that John there <laughs> we're running out of chat here yes. right uh, capacity is 39,504 so Ooh, as far as Winter Classic not massive. It goes that's quite small it's pretty small it was but it over, is a, over 86,000 yeah. at the Winter Classic it is in Minnesota and how many other people are going to sit outside in the winter mm, it's true <laughs> can you imagine in Minnesota of all places can you imagine the tailgate parties yeah. that would be amazing well, this is based on the Minnesota fans we met <laughs> you know what? I don't remember meeting any Minnesota fans. I either think they were tra- secretly trying to kill us. Uh, yeah, I just remember drinking a lot more Bushmills in Vegas than yeah. I've ever drank over here. <laughs> totally, oh. totally. Um, yeah, I think that's if I'm right. Is that our last story for period two? It is. Happy it is. days, and we'll move swiftly on to period three. Period three, then, is our general knocky news. Knocky news is where we get to talk about anything and everything else in the world of hockey that we want to. Um, <laughs> this time around, to. oh yeah, I'm going total radio voice this time. <laughs> that was very radio yeah. voice. Next up on the dicks. Um, you can totally <laughs> on the take that what? Out. <laughs> I don't care. That's 100% standing. I've got to be the type of the episode. Um, so. Marty, I'm going to come to you first for yours because um, this thing at the Islanders game was hilarious. I loved this. I loved it so much. I actually showed Catherine and she laughed at it too. Yeah, um, the, at the Islanders game over the last week, uh, uh, an ice hockey fan was humiliated. Um, oh, sorry, yes. an ice hockey fan humiliated his girlfriend with a very brutal fake proposal. Oh, it's so brutal. Um, it was so bad. So uh, Kiss Cam came on uh, at the arena and as usual, you know, as standard Kiss Cam happens, you you know, you come up on the camera, you're supposed to kiss your girlfriend or your partner that's there. During this NHL clash between Unless the New York... Unless you're in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, during the clash between New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils at the Nassau Coliseum, uh, one young couple appeared on the Jumbotron. The fan himself started shuffling around in his pockets. He got down on one knee as the camera kind of panned in and everybody was thought, oh, he's better pose, better pose. And instead, he then to, started to uh, tie his shoelace. Um, he then gets down, uh, the, the whole crowd gasped as you hear it. The girlfriend was all like, oh my God, I can't believe this is about to happen. And yeah, it was uh, pretty hu- pretty funny. Um, I'm sure as soon as he got home, it wasn't funny. Um, I'm sure there's probably... <laughs> they're no longer boyfriend and girlfriend I would say but uh, yeah I thought this was pretty funny uh, it was brutal when you watch it can I can I be the pessimistic one sometimes some of these are set up it, I so I thought it was I thought it was very set up 
I did think that at first, and then I was like, I was given the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't, but I don't Somet- know. Sometimes they, I mean, you can kind of tell the ones that are like very obviously set up because they usually involve the mascots, um, but I kind of looked at this one, but the camera pans back. And do you think the, do you think the, the acting, acting is a bit over I the think, top? I don't think it's over the top. I think if it is acting, it's done very well. Um, but because of watching, like, do you know what? I'm going to mention him again on another podcast because of the way that Gritty's been getting on recently. It's like, why is it always me? Like, Secret there's a lot of setup stuff gets done with Gritty now and all of it goes on social media. Like every single thing, whether it's that gender reveal, whether it's him slamming somebody in the face with like a whole, what looks like a wedding cake. Um, you watch an awful lot of Gritty's. I really do. I have to stop it. <laughs> it still disturbs me even now. In your dreams at night? Uh, no, don't even. That's going to be in there now. A belly button. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. <laughs> I've gone months without thinking of that thing's belly button. Um, I, to be honest, when I first did see it, I was kind of a bit hesitant. I was like, is it real? Is it not real? I'm kind of giving a benefit of it and thinking it was real. But did you guys see the video? You didn't watch the video underneath it from the next game, though, also? This uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> it's it's I'll, gross. I'll let you watch it. It's disgusting. It's like it's the worst kiss cam I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it's at, not a Knicks, related, but at a Knicks game. Have a look. And this couple, I mean, the girl just kind of puts her head back, opens her mouth, and he just goes for it. Like, <laughs> her mouth doesn't move. Just, <laughs> she just sits like. Uh, that, gross. Sorry, that was really good radio there. Um, but uh, it's worse than looking at Gritty's belly button. I'd rather pick the belly button fluff out of that and watch that video again. Um, yeah, so we're going to move very swiftly on. Um, Marty, I'm going to stick with you because, yeah. again, I saw this one on Twitter. This was just around Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, around Christmas time. Um, this was brilliant. So around Christmas time, this uh, took off on Twitter and there was a lot of... Uh, very funny kind of responses to this and also people kind of can't believe in that this young guy who should probably know how to use social media better did it in the way that he did but anyway this is the story of a new york Islanders player um uh sorry kind of got lost there where i was trying to think sorry uh new york Islanders player anthony uh bolivier um who decided over the the christmas period that he would just you know take a shot and uh at Anna Kendrick. Um, anybody who doesn't know who Anna Kendrick is, she is um, an actress who has been in a number of different movies, including, I think, Pitch Perfect was Pitch the Perfect, one she's yeah. most well-known for, probably. Um, but he decided to add her to see if he could kind of, you know, say, hey, how's it going? Uh, but but he, <laughs> he didn't even he say, just, how you going? He, he just said, just went, hi. Hi, at Anna, Anna Kendrick. Hopefully, hoping that the fact that he would get attention from that, he didn't. But instead, then people decided to uh, help him out because they thought, actually, do you know what? This isn't help. This isn't helping. So uh, a lot of people on Twitter then decided, fans and stuff decided to help him out. Uh, some included, uh, for example, this reply saying, um, "Thank you again for saving all those kittens at the animal shelter in the Bahamas when the hurricane hit." Still amazed that you swam to Miami with them on your back. <laughs> Another one was also, I waited five years for a donor until this guy gave me his kidney. Can't thank him enough. Did you see uh, that former players also got involved yes, in this? So Bruno, yeah. Bruno Gervais yeah. um, got involved and said, remember Bo, when you saved me from a burning building, cooked me a seven course meal and taught me eight languages? That was a great day. And the best bit about it was even even fans from other teams got involved. So even fans from like the Rangers teams helped out um, with this one player saying, Anthony, even though I'm a Rangers fan, I appreciate you buying me that new PC for Christmas. He's a stand-up guy right here. Um, Anna didn't respond to him. I don't think she even seen the tweet. Well, no, she did. She oh, did, did she? eventually. So there was a response later on. I did see this. Um, so she didn't respond <laughs> directly, oh directly God, to, to him. 
Um, but it's uh, these replies have been my entertainment for the last two days. Thank you all for regaling me with the true tales of this man's heroism. <laughs> so good. Do you see how many people are talking about that? I know. Oh yeah, thousands. <laughs> um, my my favorite part of the whole thing is this: he put his tweet out on the twenty sixth of December. How much do you want to bet he was having a beer? I'd say oh, he, probably he was. was having a Christmas beer, Clearly. and this just got so. Out of How much hand. do you want to bet he forgot to lock his phone, and somebody knows that he's attracted to her, so they went, "Ah, there we go." Do you know what? That's probably a possibility as well. I would love if that was his mum or dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if it was his mum. It's like this Anna Kendrick girl; she's really nice. And just goes on to Twitter. Hi, Anna Kendrick. Just trying to set up her. This song. Is the kind of woman I would like in my life. Yeah, exactly. I, I want that to be his mum right there. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, okay, uh, moving on then, guys. Obviously, um, sort of over the Christmas New Year period, um, one of the biggest sort of hockey um, tournaments that was, well, it's an annual event now, was the World Junior uh, Championships was on. And uh, unless you were spending Christmas New Year under a rock, you will know by this point that uh, in the final, Canada beat Russia. However, there was a little bit of controversy during the game because... Uh, Canada were in the dying throes of the game, were one goal down, looking for a tying goal, but were uh, on a a penalty kill. They were five on four and went to clear their own zone. And one of the players cleared the puck and the puck looked as if it was about to sail straight over the glass, which would have led to a five on three for Russia. However... TSN, the American uh, sports broadcasters, had set up a center ice camera. The puck clipped the camera and stayed in play. Jeez. Much to the disdain of the Russian fans and basically anyone uh, who was supporting Russia for the game because while it saved Canada from a five on three, they would obviously go on to win the game. (laughs) <laughs> this led to one of my favourite reactions a couple of days later uh, during a, a KHL or sorry during a yeah a KHL game. Um, Russian uh, a Russian player was on TV during some sort of colour commentary uh, style thing with a couple of presenters. <laughs> they produced a chopping board with a handheld camera with the TSN logo stuck all over it. He then absolutely wailed on it <laughs> and. Like all three of them, the two hosts and the player, took it in turns to break apart the, the camera la- live. The last air. host doesn't hold back. Like, no, sure he probably goes for it. So all we can take from that is Russia are really taking this well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it went a bit mad. Everyone's kind of it's blown over now. Everyone's kind of accepted it. Um. But there is still a big split as to whether play should have continued. Um. The camera. Some are saying it's well. It's an extension of the boards. It's in line with the yeah. boards. Um, the or with the plexi, sorry, not the boards. Um, but others saying, well, the puck was going to sail clear if the camera wasn't there, so it would be a delay game. We still have that issue in Edinburgh, where at one end the plexi raised to go behind the uh, behind the goal, but at the other end it was at the same ice height, so you would get players that would be used to wrapping it round, and it would it would just rise up and sail over. Well, it would just go straight out, straight out. Um, so you end up with a delay game, but at the at this the exact same. Uh, you know, shot pass whatever would uh, hit the hit the boards on the other side of this. Um, and it used to frustrate the life out of me when you were, especially when you were there alive, because you'd be looking at it going, "Why is that lower?" You know, it was yeah. desperate. 
Anyway, that was, I just thought that was a bit of fun. Um, the Russian player apparently is Dmitry Voronikov. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll put that up on the website. You can see him absolutely taking apart uh, a little handheld camera. Um, guys, the last story that I have for uh, Noki News then is a local story. And this is a good news story. Um, it comes from Belfast. Um, and this was a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, a mum from East Belfast... Uh, put out an appeal um, on social media asking fans to look out for her eight-year-old son, Zach's uh, Finn Teddy. Now, some of you might remember, I think, actually, these Finn dolls predate me being a Giants fan. Uh, They've been around for a long, long time. I think it was maybe about 15 years ago these things came Mm. out in the first few seasons. No, it wouldn't be because... Are they later than that? No, because... Well, what is my nephew now? He's 17... God, um, and he started coming to the games when he's around about what nine or so, eight or nine, I think maybe. Yeah. So he's been coming for just over ten or eleven years now as well himself, and uh, he's got one, and now he had one, he got one whenever he was a kid, because um, I remember, I remember he bought one, he remember he, we bought him one in his one of his first seasons, um, so it must be, yeah, it must be just just before maybe John you started coming, yeah, maybe they done them for a couple of seasons though. I can remember they were lingering about and then they were discontinued. But they well, were... they did they not bring them in? Did they not start doing uh, Gordy? gorilla teddy bears at one point and then they stopped doing those and brought those in then the thin ones afterwards yes, they didn't they? The, yeah yeah um that. so she obviously put this out on social media um a few um sort of different big sort of blog sites uh, the likes of belfast live were putting it out there and the good news is that zach has been reunited with finn yeah um so this is just Brilliant little story, just to wrap up Noki News, um, that social media, while it can be uh, an absolutely terrible place sometimes, um, it is also sometimes uh, a great place. Uh, and thankfully, Zach now has uh, Finn back and is happy again. So that's some great news to hear. Absolutely. Um, with that then, that brings us to the end of Noki News and it brings us on to the star segment. The star segment, for anyone who has never listened before, is where each of us uh, in attendance, to be very specific, um, gets to highlight um, anything really, uh, one item in particular, whether it's a goal, a player, a game, a team, or just anything really that we think needs a bit of sort of specific shout out. Um, so far through the competition, uh, since the start of this season, uh, it's gone well for everyone except me. Uh, I'm the only one sitting on zero points. Um, Aaron got one. You've, you've got a couple. Aaron's got one. Oh, does he? Um, fans have a couple. Um, yeah, there's basically me on zero and everyone else with points. It's like your uh, fantasy team too. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've stopped trying. Sorry, Mark. Um, the last time around, there were only uh, two nominations for the star. Um, this time around, uh, or sorry, last time around, sorry, the poll, uh, ran through and it was Marty and myself. Marty, your, um, nomination was Oscar Lindblom. Mm-hmm. My nomination was Blair Riley, uh, who I can say now is a, a gold medal winning Spengler Cup, uh, champion. Uh, but that didn't mean that he was going to win the poll. Marty, you won the point with 64% of the vote. Um, And if I'm being honest, well-deserved as well. Uh, Marty, that puts you back in the lead of the competition with three points for the season so far. Um, Guys, this time around, uh, very little sitting there. I put Uh, something in. Oh, have you just put something in? Right. um, I've got nothing, sorry. 
Right, so this time around, you gotta now, give my, uh, Dave. Pat I'm gonna his. come to you first, and I want you. I'm gonna get you to do this because I need you to fill for a second because I'm pretty sure somebody gave me. Are you gonna include another star? Did, was Matt's not included? Um, or oh, another one. Fuzz, our, a friend of a friend of ours, uh, Colin, Colin, Fuzz, Colin Dean Radcliffe, yeah, the third, Fuzz. as I like to call him, Fuzz. Um, he put in one, but I don't think that really applies because it was just a jersey. And let's be honest, his it brother, was, yeah, it was his brother got him a, a jersey. An awful and he was jersey. Like, ah, yeah. does he hate you? Who said that? <laughs> Who put that up? That was really funny. I actually like that. Really it was this guy. Oh, that was me, social media king. Um, so are we going to take that? Self-confessed as the... social media king. <laughs> Are we, we going to take that as the fan nomination? No, this no time put down, uh, if there's not another one, I think uh, Matthew Patton's headbutt. Yeah, I think we'll put that down. Yeah, yeah. Good okay. good So, Matthew, you're down as the, the fan nomination this time uh, with the the headbutt goal, as I think we're going to have to call it now. <laughs> not in this place. Not in this place. Um, <laughs> Dave, your nomination and why? Yeah, so I didn't have one until we went through this stuff because I there was stuff that, that were you know, like general hockey things that were of notion... Giants live hockey hadn't been very interesting to watch um, so I went with the TSN camera <laughs> <laughs> just because the Russians don't like it as you do just because the Russians don't like it well there's an entire think... there's an entire continent who's not going to vote for you yeah, this time all so those Russian listeners we have. I'm in with a chance <laughs> um, okay so Dave's nomination is the TSN camera um, we all know that Aaron doesn't get a vote this time because he's not here um, so that only leaves me and I am for the I think the first time this season I'm going for a giant or sorry second time this season I think the first one I went for uh, Smo oh, um, that, that worked really, really didn't, well didn't win the point um, Marty and, put down Smo <laughs> 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 I am going for a newcomer to the Belfast Giants in the last few weeks and I'm going to go for Elgin Pierce the former Dundee star uh, I mentioned he's a former Dundee star because that's important to why I've selected him. Um, I know who Mang is, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> losing again. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think Elgin's had a fantastic start in Teal. Um, and more importantly than that, on the, I believe it was the 3rd of January, the game in Dundee, I was lucky enough to uh, drag my wife down and get to watch that game. Um, the Giants went 2-0 down. Wasn't looking too good. Took absolutely ages to get a hot dog, <laughs> and uh, I was. I ended up standing sort of in their little weird cafeteria thing with my hot dog, when none other than Elgin Pierce, in his first return to Dundee as a Giant, put in the Giants' opening goal uh, for two one, and I was the only person in the entire rink, other than the four or five of the sort of Scottish Giants contingent who travelled over there. Um, to sort of make any noise whatsoever. I think I really annoyed everyone else who had already been waiting about 35 minutes for their hot dog um, by shouting out. And I just thought it was brilliant. It's not every day that you get a guy who changes teams through the season, but let alone the fact that he came in and just riled everyone up by scoring that first goal, which then led to a bit of a push by the Giants. It was their first uh, time winning away from a two-goal deficit. Um, So he's... He kicked something off there, and for that reason, Elgin Pierce is my nomination. He has an absolutely pristine beard. Oh, he, he does. does. Yeah, <laughs> I think he colours it. I think he colours it. it just it's too perfect. black. It's too black, and it's it too lo- perfect. It looks like someone's literally just stuck it on, but it's like perfectly like groomed. Not often I say that about a man's beard, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often. Doesn't never said that about mine. <laughs> Um, I have got a player um, I want to add for this week and my choice is also a Belfast Giant of course uh, it is and it's also a new Belfast Giant as well <gasps> of course so, it is oh yes uh, my choice for this week is Rickard Palmberg who's been unbelievable who has been phenomenal uh, 
eight games played in the elite league, five five goals, five assists, ten points. Um, only the second Swede to score a hat trick. If it's not only just because of how well he's played in his first nine games, it's also because uh, of the new uh, Boomerang Corner chant. Well, not even a chant. Uh, new song. Is it even a song? For him, which is... <laughs> you going to sing us a song? No, I won't, but I will tell you what it is. <laughs> Marty, Marty sings a song. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's basically the EastEnders theme tune. <laughs> hummed the whole way through and right at the very end, a loud screech of Ricky. Oh, at the very end wow. it was just phenomenal over the weekend I just thought this is brilliant so you know Joe was that you? <laughs> uh, I don't know who came up with that idea but uh, fair play it was, uh, it was great crack and I laughed whenever I heard it for the first time this weekend but yes that's my choice Rickard Pallenberg uh, played a, a, an outstanding um, game on the first night um, and yeah I think it's well deserved Okay, there we go. From it being me against the fans, it's now me against everyone except for Aaron. Um, so, running through the nominations again, uh, Marty, Rickard Palmberg, Dave, the TSN camera at the World Junior uh, Championships, myself with Elgin Pierce, and the fans, we're going with Matthew Patton and your headbutt goal. So, the poll will be up uh, in the next couple of days, um, and it'll be up for a week. Uh, get on there and vote, and we'll see who takes home the point in a couple of weeks time with that then we move on to overtime um overtime it's kind of not uncommon to have something from the fans but this time around we we got something from the i think one guy who follows us on uh, facebook yeah he's because, the only person that comments on facebook. because he's too old and probably doesn't have a twitter um <laughs> is from campbell porter um, Campbell makes a pretty decent point actually something that's yeah. come up quite a lot with Belfast this season especially um, pulling the netminder um, he asks is it a good option um, and what time is best and he makes the point hasn't really worked too well for Belfast recently um, I thought you were going to do a, a Campbell uh, impression uh, I'm, I'm never going to wear a Boston Bruins hat so <laughs> I can't um, so and I noticed uh, somebody, which one of you was it that put this little thing in brackets in the running order? Me. Marty, you make a very, very good point and yeah. I totally agree with it. Go for it. Yeah, um, my thing on this is, um, well, starting from a point of view of, I, it's very rare you ever see it work. I'm not going to lie. It's very rare. We've seen in the past where some coaches have pulled the netminder very early. Like I remember back when Nottingham were playing here in Belfast I think it was maybe the Challenge Cup, probably maybe like quarterfinals maybe. And they pulled their goalie like seven minutes left or something. They were on a power play. They were on a power play. They decided to pull their goalie and then the Giants obviously scored an empty net goal whenever the goalie was pulled. I mean, it's it's a risky choice anytime you do it, but it can be done. And what time people do it, well, mostly you always see, once it hits two minute mark and there's just be a couple of goals and like a goal or two in it, you know when it hits about two minute mark, that goal is coming off. They're going to try it and see. And it's very rare that you actually ever see it, especially in the league. It's very rare you ever see it actually pay off. It's very rare. However, uh, in the NHL, literally about a day or two after yeah. this happened and um, that Campbell put this question out, it happened in the NHL for the Washington Capitals. It happened and then some. Uh, uh, San Jose were leading 4-2 um, with literally a minute left in the game. Uh, in that space of that minute, within... That caps the capital scored two goals within forty five seconds to take the game to overtime. My now, right, not only uh, did they take it to overtime, in overtime they actually won the game. They took the game winning goal and they won the game. Am I right in thinking the third goal, the first of those like goals in the last minute, was Ovi from the point yep. 
That's a cracking goal. It was phenomenal. And it just shows it does work. But again, it comes down to, I'm not saying quality, but it, it comes down to... If your team's got a good power play, then you guys will probably do well when you pull the goalie. Well, yeah. I think this is, this is the thing as yeah, well, isn't you it? Show, special it, teams. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's all about special teams. Yeah. So while and Washington at the moment are showing that their, their special teams at the moment are working well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's the, the point, is that the Belfast Giants special teams aren't clicking. No. So I think that's the issue that the other problem that we find that I find that you kind of tend to see with this is it's a it is a mad rush to try and score and of course it's going to be a mad rush to try and score it, it is it's always going to be but sometimes it's to the expense of um you know defending control that ending the D, as well yeah. and controlling and, and the D stand back now, the, the problem here is and when you watch the caps and if you watch back you'll still see that the caps although they're still moving forward you'll still see the caps if you watch the, the footage back um you'll still see their two defensemen are still staying quite deep back so that it's still being covered well, in some way. that's ways. pretty clear. I mean, which that's why is able to score that goal yeah, from the point. Yeah, it's clear to see. However, when it comes to things like, you know, the Giants game there recently where they tried to do it and everything else and there's no, no, it didn't, ha- it didn't happen. Our defensemen were up, up, up quite forward. And again, but we've had that problem all season and we've talked about this previously. Our defense here in the Belfast has been very much like a lot, there's been a lot of one-on-one chances. Yeah. You know, there's been there's a lot been of... a lot of one-on-none chances. Yeah, there's been loads of chances for um for them because our defense have just fallen away all of a sudden because they're too, playing too Pretty too, deep, f- too yeah. far forward. forward and again it's probably that's probably where it happens as well as we don't stick back to defense and it's just it's you know it happens so is it, do you feel like it's a good option well when it th- works yes when it doesn't the no, coach will get slated the thing is th- i think that in, in my opinion whenever you're at a game you're down one goal two minutes into the game why not it's not gonna it's not gonna make a difference you're still losing you're still gonna so you may, as well, you may as well take the risk, yeah, okay? You so may as well lose two. two take the risk, yeah. Take yeah. the risk and try and go for the goal, okay? We're losing the game. You're losing the game anyway. It's not going to get... The only problem it ever... Lo- the only thing it ever looks... At, the only problem... The only time it ever looks really bad is when it looks like it flatters the other team. Yeah. So when you come... Like, I get this all the time, and I, I'm sure all of us get this as, as Giants fans and as fans of a, t- of, a, of a sport that isn't as, as, as mainstream as some other yeah. sports here in the UK... And I'm sure you get this too. When you go into work on a Monday morning and the first thing they say to you is, oh, the Giants didn't do too well this weekend. Yeah. That's the yep. first thing. They never say when the Giants are performing really well, you never hear someone saying, oh, the Giants done really well this weekend. It's always, oh, the Giants didn't do too well this weekend. Oh, they're beating 4-2. Four, four, four but they try and explain, actually, do you know what? It's it's 4-2. That flatters the, goal, yeah. the line. That, that flatters them because it actually wasn't. It was technically, you know, yes, it was 4-2 on the scoreboard, but really... You know, one was an empty net goal, so you don't really count it. Aye, the empty net, and that's the thing. In my, like in my opinion, you're you might as well. You, you're going to go in. You lose a game. You lose a game. You don't get the points. You manage to get the OT. You get a point. You might as well throw it all to the wind. But you look at it, and I understand where you're coming from. The whole sort of flatter in the other team, and I think the prime example of that has come here in Belfast. I wasn't here for the game, but the the six three win by the Stars over the Giants. There were two empty net goals were scored against the Giants uh, in the last minute of yeah. the game. Now, more think, than that, those think. two goals, Kevin DeFore had scored one earlier in the game. That gave him his hat trick. I know. But I do think that one, no, not even an exception, but I do feel like that was Kiefer pretty much saying, you hung your netminder out to dry, start playing without him then. Yeah. I do get the feeling that's what it was. The, um, the shots that had been that had been given in there wasn't a lot of defence played in my opinion uh, very well and then they were at the end of the game he was like well you haven't bothered in, your, in your, that your... respect then considering 
and I know that Campbell asks the question specifically with regards to the Giants, is it something that the Giants should still be doing? Should 100%. we be pulling the netminder because the the defence has so many holes as it is because of the way that we're playing? Yeah. Should, we, should we be pulling yeah, the netminder? Yeah. My, the only reason I ask it, and I know it's highly unlikely that we're going to be in a situation similar to last season where the Giants won on regulation wins, and I realise that, again, we're not talking about regulation wins here. We're talking about winning or losing the game. But if you end up tied... Now, we won it because of one regulation win last year. After that, I can't remember what the, the list of different ways that you go through it. But the eventually you go for... Bottom. Eventually you get to sort of goals goals for and goals against. But it, Yeah, it's one of the bottom things. And yes, I understand where you're coming from. But I would rather get the point. Get that one point. Mm. If you can get... If that happens once this season that you squeak out a win by pulling your netminder and you get one extra point is worth more than not all the goals yeah. that go in than those empty nets. If you get that one point, as you said, we drew on points. If you get one extra point, you want it, don't even need to go to the yep. differences. I think I can understand where the Giants fan base is as well because I think so far this season we've seen the netminder pulled in the last couple of minutes of the game a lot more than we're used to. I, I think that you need to take... You have to look at it for what it is. Like you, you watch NHL games and you see you see it and they say, oh, two goals. And you click, oh, empty netter. You know that it doesn't really fall into the stats. Yeah. You know, yes, it does. It can record anything. But I don't go, dear God, the Wild lost, you know, 4-2. Uh, th- yeah. That's shocking. You know, you're actually... If it's two, if it's one em- one yeah. or two empty... You know well, that a, would be one empty net goal. You know, it's a, a tight game and, you know, and it's, they're, they're, they're doing all they can. I would be a bit concerned... If you seen that, and it, you know they didn't pull the netminder, mm. did they really care? I think it'd be strange if they didn't. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're question. I think you think to yourself. Yeah, if they even try. Yeah. No, definitely. I, I can totally understand that. Well, there we go, Campbell. If you think otherwise, drop us a comment. And, He'll tell uh, us the pubs, right? Yeah, that's it. You can catch us at a game, uh, or if anyone else has any uh, any thoughts on it, sure, get in touch. You'll listen to it in about two weeks' time by the time he gets around to it. <laughs> <laughs> and with the volume turned way down in his car, as it turns out, for the last three years. Yes, he gave me some stick for that. Like, he was like, oh, you need to work out that sound. And there's me working my hardest to try and make sure the sound was working properly. And it just turned out he didn't know how to turn the volume up on his phone. Because <laughs> he's using an auxiliary cable. I was like, really? Um... <laughs> anyway that takes us to the end of this week's episode with the fact that Aaron is no, not here this week so we, therefore we don't have we have another week where we don't have the ABCs of hockey I'm really I'm, missing it I know, and our fans I think are really missing it because it's their favourite feature at the moment we were going to we, we were going to say maybe he should send us in a recording of, of him just putting it forward to us and then um, he's too busy apparently working, working in Houston and apparently has time while working to go to NASA <laughs> like seriously it's you know it's what you do I suppose um, I wish I got paid to go to NASA so uh, yes hopefully our next episode in two weeks time Aaron will be back and so will the ABCs of hockey um, and because we are now at the end of our episode then it just leaves me then to finish off our episode as I always do uh, you can get involved um, in the usual ways Facebook Twitter and also on our Instagram account um, at door14hockey 
Um, most of the time it is John on there because um, he's now the self-proclaimed yeah. king so, of social media or whatever. I've been that since he's the sitting start. On, sitting on Twitter talking to himself. Yeah, I know. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was very <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but uh, yeah, so you can get involved. Uh, check out, um, you know, get involved. Tell us what your stars are. Tell us what you think we should talk about on our episodes. And also why not vote on this week's uh, poll when it goes live in the next few days. Um <coughs> Not John. Hashtag not John. Hashtag not John. Um, Hashtag not doing the poll. You can also... Hashtag I'm in charge of the social media. Hashtag we can all get on there. Um, Hashtag I'm changing the passwords. <laughs> um, we also then... You can also check out our previous episodes um, either on your usual um, podcast provider of choice but also on our website at door14hockey.com and you can check out the uh, bits and pieces that go with each episode so the videos and stories and stuff we talk about we usually link in up there so you can check out those videos uh, images and the this the, the jerseys we talked about today and everything else on our uh, website and check out previous uh, episodes and content on that uh, if there's nothing else then nothing more than for me to do then is to sign off this week so I'm Marty I'm Dave I'm John have a week <laughs>